Hi guys and welcome back to Deborah's Corporate Art Talk and today I'm really glad to be back. I've had a very great weekend. Um, I did put a podcast out there last, well earlier on last week and this is this week's podcast. So yeah, I think we're getting back to the motion of things. So today I am talking about emerging industries and what I mean by that is emerging just industries that didn't exist let's just say 10 years ago um the new age that we're in and just trying to discuss what that means for you um like i always say i want to make sure that my podcast is very simple very jargon free and it's really hard for me to make it simple actually because before i do come on here i go and i try to do some research and reading and sometimes i find myself getting lost in the reading and trying to you know somewhat summarize what i've read and understood but then at the same time I have to stop myself from doing that because this is not really about going and getting information and re and, and, and re repeating it to my listeners. It's about actually reading those information and finding a way to deliver it in the most simplistic format for you, my listeners. Not to sound condescending but I just feel like there's so much information out there now and I think it's not even about um the availability, the availability of information it's about the information that's being communicated in the most simplistic short and easy to digest format because as you know the moment you wake up from looking at your instagram to reading your favorite website blog to reading a book to reading a text that your friend sends you to reading a broadcast to watching the news to watching tv there's just so much information in your face so i think now we just really need to start coming into this age where we're thinking how do we deliver the information in a quick manner and not only quick, in a very simplistic format, you know, and that's what I hope um, DCHT will be. So, yeah, welcome back to Deborah's Corporate Heart Talk. Um, I think for me, you know, like I always say, I like to talk about, you know, the peak of my week. Um, you know what? This must not go unsaid. It's the 21st of May, and as you all know, we had the royal wedding <laughs> over the weekend. I must say that is the peak of my week. Um, you know, it was just a very nice weekend, you know, where, you know, we just, we were able to just take a minute and get lost in a real life fairy tale. Um, um, you know, I don't know how much of it is a real fairy tale, but it felt real. Um, you know, I went out just to town to buy some few things and I was rushed back home to make sure that I was able to, you know, watch every step of it. In fact, at this point, I am royal wedding exhausted. Like, I've had to just switch everything off now because I'm like, right, I need to get back to my own life. <laughs> Thank you very much. But, you know, Royal Wedding was just very beautiful. Um, you know, um, Harry was just, you know, I don't know. I think the reason why, especially living in England, the reason why the Royal Wedding or anything about the Royals gets our attention is because somewhat they are like the, the, 
the family, you know, the the family, the the, the sets the president or somehow for this country and we're very invested in them. I don't even know if it's propaganda or it's just the way the way we just feel invested in them and when we have special occasions like the Queen's birthday, wedding, birth, it's just a good it's just a good time to um to to just get everybody in one accord. It was a very nice wedding. Um, of course, the, the wedding, as much as it was um, nice, it was very political and societal. Like people had a lot to say about this wedding. It's, it's, it's. I don't know. It just has a lot, and as well, it's, it's a very, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a nuptial. It's a wedding. The just bringing out a lot of debate about culture, love, um, uh, limitations, um, history. Um, actually, to be honest, one of the things that's annoyed me about the wedding, <laughs> sorry, that didn't last long, but one of the things that's annoyed me about the wedding as well was, you know, the way the BBC had been reporting it. It was, oh, um, very modern, very modern. I'm thinking, what, you, I don't know, I just feel like it's just, everybody does their wedding the way they wanted to and I think for me what I saw in that wedding was just Harry and Meghan saying look this is what we want and everything they've done there is done across you know gospel choirs go to so many weddings you know <laughs> um, we have preachers you know especially if you're from a Pentecostal background preachers who preach about love and life um, we have you know do you know what I mean like so I'm just thinking, yes, okay, maybe modern for them, but to, the, to us, the rest of the world, please. Um, what stood out to me the most was, and I must really get this right, what stood out to me, and this was after the wedding, was when everybody started messaging and we started to see a lot of transcript of what Harry was saying and what he was mumbling or miming and I saw one video on social media where he mimed and said I think he said you look amazing and so lucky and I think that was a very great one because you know what everything I've seen online has always been about how Megan is lucky Megan is marrying into the royal family she was an actress she was this she was that but really, when you take a moment and you think about it, I just think Harry and William are so lucky to find women who are ready for this, you know, for what the royals are, for this institution that somehow controls you and and has certain high-level protocols for you. So the fact that he... I think Harry is the only one in this that realises how lucky he is, you know, because a lot of the time when you go online, it's, oh, he's marrying a black woman, or he's doing this, he's doing that, and I'm just thinking to myself, when you say things like that, it just makes me feel like the way some people see themselves, they, see, they still see themselves as a lower, as a lower hierarchy, you know, because it's, no, it's not even a, yes, I know, you know, the royals, maybe they have really high standards, and they don't really mix in terms of their race, or whatever, yes, that's there, let's put that aside for one minute, but 
it is 2018 um as much as yes megan may not have to worry about working a day getting her life Woo. um megan may not have to worry about uh, investment money all those type of stuff but we need to just really understand that that's not what life is all about and for somebody to love you so much to want to put you know somehow tame another side of their life and merge it with yours yes harry you are very lucky and i'm so glad that i don't even know if that's what his mind or that's what he mumbled in his mouth but i've seen a couple of clips where it says you know i think they they transcribed it it says i'm so lucky yes harry you are very lucky and make sure you you hold your woman tight and um and you live a happy ever after life you know it was a really nice wedding it was a uplifting spirit of course we all know bishop cory he stole the show uh, at one point i was like he is gonna knock that candle over uh, you know he, he spoke very passionately you could see in the room that some people were not used to this style of preaching but listen we're, we're used to it i'm used to this style of preaching it was definitely not foreign to me um what else did I pick from the wedding? Yeah, a lot of things, a lot of happy moments. But I'm going to end on this note only because I have a little girl. Oh my God, Princess Charlotte, the cutest thing ever. She has got this waving thing. She has got it under control. She is a pro. My little girl waving constantly. And she even, you know, she, she just seemed to, to really be immersed in her role as a princess. And she loves to wave and she's a people's princess and stuff. Um, yeah, everything was nice. The family all looked well in shape and they all looked really happy for Harry. And uh, Meghan and Harry, they, they looked like they were just lost in each other's love. In fact, it, at, at some point, it felt like they didn't even know that the cameras were there or the people were there. It was just Harry and Meghan just saying their vows to, you know, to the bishop and stuff. So, yeah, that was my peak. As you can see, I've talked about that for quite a long time, haven't I? But yeah, it was just, it was a really nice, nice weekend. Um, it just made you realise that, hmm, okay, fairy tales still happening. Good, to, good, good on them. But anyway, that's enough. So today's podcast, I am talking about emerging industries. You know, industries that they weren't here ten years ago that are now here, and I'm just going to talk about that briefly into this podcast so yes grab yourself a nice cup of tea or keep going and i'll come back to you bye bye so i'm back so like i said before i'm talking about new industries you know emerging industries industries that were not necessarily around like maybe less than 10 years ago so one of the key points that i'm gonna make now is just to talk about new opportunities um for me it's become very interesting to know that there are a number of new opportunities in industries that are coming up and in that we we're beginning to see new job titles, new responsibilities, that you know, new roles, new things, new new workforces that are emerging, and it's really it's also very refreshing because it means um, the world is no longer fixated on the idea that you know um, you must become a lawyer, a doctor, a nurse. Of course, these 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 jobs and industries they will never go out of 
out of fashion or out of reach but it's also very exciting to know that there are just you know our world is changing so quickly that we're having new jobs and new areas of work popping up um of course we're always going to need our lawyers we're always going to need our doctors like you know doctors is you know being in the medical line for me is actually power and because just to be able to put people apart and fix them and save lives and somehow repair the human population i'm sorry that supersedes anything because if they you know you know the medical line is is just you know kudos to them but in saying that we're having new industries coming up and that said one of the things i really you know one of the one of the reasons why i wanted to talk about this was a while back not a long time ago but quite recently i started hearing of a role which is called an ethical hacker <laughs> an ethical hacker and when i first heard it i was like ethical hacker what is this and it's actually a role that basically is basically about um you know systems and where organization would actually train you to try and hack their systems especially in this time where we're talking about you know digital breach and stuff where you know when you have you know really really secure data and and you know secure data where you're being paid to hack a system um um and that's very interesting, right? And actually saying that, that's why they put ethical hacking in it because it's actually um, illegal to hack. You know, like when when you hear um, stories where, you know, Netflix got hacked, Sony got hacked, um, NHS has been hacked, you know. These are illegal activities. But then, at the back of that, we do now have jobs that... Your role is to hack the hell out of the, the organization system in order to keep testing the threat and the weakness in in their computer and information system. Isn't that just something? Isn't that just interesting, right? And even in saying that as well, we've always had these other debates about, you know, is a robot going to take over our jobs, you know? And these types of conversation kind of illustrates to us that we, we, we have entered a new era of opportunities in the workforce, right? And, you know, for the average millennial, you are now exposed, you know, like I went to speak to some young people a while back and I was saying to them, okay, I don't even like asking young people these types of questions, but it's a go-to question. I'm sure everybody has been asked this question at one point in their life. What do you want to be when you grow up? And I remember going there and one of them said she wanted to be a hair model. I, I just thought modeling was modeling, but no, we're now in this world where everything is segmented. We have hair model, nail model, um, hand models. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? She wanted to be a hair model. Um, someone else wanted to be a YouTuber. And I said, okay, you want to be a YouTuber? What do you want to do on YouTube? I want to review games. And as much as to someone like me or even someone like my parents' generation, that would just sound really absurd. 
this is the world we're in. People get paid lots of money to review and give their opinion. Um, you know, and in this new emerging market, we've got app developers, social media managers, Uber drivers, uh, driverless car engineers. Yes, we're going to have, we will have dri- um, driverless cars, but who are the engineers behind those cars? Um, cloud, of course, we've got um, data. Oh my God, data has become like the bread and butter now we've always had data but we've never been this data driven right even now we've got new laws in place because we have so much data because data you know the way we analyze data and data science science is how we make the next decision you know we don't just go by oh that customer came in they said they like blueberry cake so we're going to make blueberry cake no we don't just go by that we go by what, you know, how many of those customers have said that they wanted um, blueberry cakes? And where are they? You know, are they close to our shop? Yes, then we're going to do it. But if they're far away, no, we're not going to do it, you know. So data is really, 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 really important um, for us in terms of, you know, in terms of making the next business move so yeah um there's just so many many opportunities around so many new opportunities like i won't even want to try and go into it and tell you um what type of opportunities but all you have to do is go in online and just type in you know jobs that were not around 10 years ago and you see a lot of a lot of um articles on it but yeah so what i want to say to you anyway is just to make sure that you realize that you know even if you're having maybe a career block a roadblock it's not the end of the road you know start thinking about these new opportunities that are popping up and start thinking about how you can be relevant in this world you know that we're in we're not trying to leave you behind unless you want to be left behind if you don't want to be left behind i'm here now telling you there are new opportunities and you can start thinking about how can you be involved in these new opportunities right so when i come back i'm going to then go into the types of um opportunities and or maybe the types of skills and how to how to you know just let's talk about the skills that these new opportunities need right so i'll be back hi and i'm back so here i'm on this segment i'm talking about what are the skills that these new industries really need especially you know when we're talking about 2018 what are the skills that do do, what, what are the skills this new industry needs and i actually read an article you can um check it out it's called the skills companies mostly need in 2018 and just before i read it i already knew i already knew what i wanted to draw one of the things that i wanted to draw from is that i i'm, I'm going to actually do a separate podcast about this actually called sitting down maybe i would call it sitting down but i want to call it something very simple which is about actually taking a step back yeah you can do a lot of things but taking a step back and thinking about what are you good at and i know sometimes when we say what we're good at we become very fixated on very um 
technical stuff sometimes like oh i can do formulas or i can write um or i can read or i can use the system yes that's all well and good but at the same time i think we need to take a step back when we're thinking about skills we need to be really sensitive and think about what can we really do though what do we do really well in not even do well in but what do we like like for me for instance when i'm working one of the things I really, really, I feel like I excel in is picking information, connecting the dots. Like I, I can be overly very annoying because I would, I, I, you know, what I mean is like taking a step back and thinking about in a situation, what is your first instinct? And I think sometimes when we're at work and when we're working some of our first instinct is actually a soft skill so for me some of my first instinct is asking questions and listening and I don't think I'm actually a great listener in my everyday life but when it comes to my work I want to listen you know I would sit in a meeting, I would listen to everything, and not only listening, but I would listen to what you said, and because I've listened so well in the other meetings, I'm able to connect the dot with what you've said and what that person has said, and you might be like, well, duh, but you'd be surprised, you'd be surprised when you meet people and you work with people, and they're just repeating the same stuff, and if they they had listened, or if they had been sensitive to what, what had happened before, they won't be asking the same questions, right? And not only that, but I'm very good at just writing, like, because every time I, I'm working, I like to just write everything and just, like, I want to just write everything down, like, that you've said, and I'll keep it, like, mind you, though, there might, you know, it might have been written really roughly, but I will write it down, understand it. And then if I'm talking back to you, I, I don't just talk. I won't just talk like, oh, yeah, yeah, we should do this. I will talk, which I think may be annoying at times. It allows me to build a story and a journey. So I, 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 because I've listened and I've written it down and I've investigated it, I'm able to then say, oh, do you remember last time when we had that meeting and we said this and you said that so this is the point we're at now because of that you know somehow some kind of storytelling (laughs) which sometimes i think it could be annoying because i think some people are like okay can you get to the point please but for me it works because it allows me to kind of connect the dot of what we're doing which some people don't care they just think do whatever you like so what i want to talk about now is just uh so going go you know pushing that forward now is what are the soft skills you know some of these industries that are emerging they need certain soft skills and they need certain hard skills and so the first thing is soft skills are basically more like um i think soft skills are more like um um in this context anyway more characteristic skills where it's like you know maybe your, your, your leadership you know in a group of people some people they will never take leadership role they will never take a role that will allow them to be accountable they just want to be the messenger and it doesn't mean they're bad it just means that's just their natural instinct 
which is also very good because you we don't want a group of people where everybody wants to be a leader we want a group of people that you want to be a leader you want to be the person who executes what the leader says you want to be the person that manages the leader so we all need to wear different roles from a lead from a from a soft skills perspective so soft skills is more of a characteristics or like a more of a yeah characteristics or things that you can do so um, leadership um, communication how you are with people do you work easily with people these are soft skills that some of these industries need you know if we're trying to build an app it's not a situation where we want to build an app and we feel that because you can do that because because you can build the app you can just go off in the corner and build all the apps that you want no you have to sit down you have to listen to the people that have gathered the information to the people that have understood what this app needs to do and you need to be able to listen and collaborate with them to deliver it they may not know how to do it but you may be the only one that knows how to create this app, but you can't just go off and create it. You need to listen to the information. Um, time management, um, um, you know, how you are as a person, um, body language, reading body language, um, being a good listener, yeah. Being a good listener, because as much as people want to talk, 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 you have to also listen and it's really hard you know sometimes when you, when you have to listen but these are some of the skills the soft skills that are needed in these emerging industries you know social media management you need to be able to listen you need to be able to understand what people are saying you need to be able to understand the consumer behavior you need to have a some kind of a way of calming down and reading reading and learning being strategic about the information that's coming towards you right so that's what really what soft skills are so really start thinking about what soft skills do you have to maybe become an ethical hacker to become an app developer to become a social media management you know to become some of these new industries that we're just seeing now you know in 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 our world and um furthermore to that as well is um when we start talking about more hard skills hard skills now it's not just saying i I think before this and i'm just being very um what's the word um i'm just going to flow with just the way this is coming into my thoughts what what i normally do i i put my bullet points in and i do a bit of research and then i think about what i want to say but when we're talking about hard skills this is more focusing on what are the skills that you can use so what are the tools what are the resources like you know like somebody gives you a computer can you open it up and break it into pieces and fix it back again you know or you know um you know can you can you are you good at data mining data this is more about you know formulas you know what can you do what are the hard skills coding um so one of the things that's very interesting interesting about the hard skills element is that before i don't know maybe it was just people in my generation or while i was growing up it just felt like everything was segmented oh those are the uh, computer gurus those are the those are the science students those are the arts people those are this you know everything was very segmented but i feel like now we're in the world where i think everything is not just segmented anymore yes we have people who work in the technology industry but then technology meets food 
you know, everything meets each other now, you know, you have tech people who are trying to understand creativity, um, so it's not just, you know, no longer about, oh, you're a computer whiz, no, if you, everybody should be a computer whiz in what they need to do, we might have different level, <laughs> but everybody needs to be a computer whiz, you know, it, 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 it all cross, crosses each other now, you know, um, and, 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 you know, in this article, it says that, you know, that our um, cloud and distribute, distributed computing, which is like, you know, engineers, cloud architect, and these are the kind of courses, you know, these are the kind of jobs that you want to do, that you'd have to learn computer science, learn about cloud, you know, learn about very technical-minded solutions in order to be skilled for this industry um data you know i i do a lot of work with data and data reporting insights and that type of stuff and um software um software creation system integrations um these are all you know do you know these are all um skills and jobs in this new industry you know ui you know ui design which is basically user interface design which is much more the technical side of designing as well you know um you know web developers and so on and um a few weeks ago i spoke to a friend of mine he did a degree did a master's but now he's gone back in and doing an apprenticeship where he's learning to become a program developer or uh, a web developer I don't know it's, it's a developer role anyway and and for somebody that's got two degrees to go back and do an apprentice in this field one we have skill shortages in this field secondly it pays really well so even if it means he has to start back again but an apprenticeship is different because you're learning on the job so in four to five years time, he will be the real cheesecake in that field because he's learning the craft, he's learning the hard skills to do those jobs. Um, and if you want me to help you research some of these jobs, some of these roles, let me know. You know, I can do that, and I I can do that for you. Um, also, I have a girl that I met. Also, she said, you know, she's twenty five, just bought a house, done a lot of stuff. And I said, oh, what did you do? She said, I did an apprentice in, in, in developing, in, in a program developing or something. And she's doing really well. She didn't go to uni. She just learnt it. And the way some of these apprentices or some of these hardship skills work is that they, 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 the, where they place you in, you're, you're kind of expected to get all the experiences that you will need in that company. So by the time you leave, you know, she works for this particular company for almost six years. <clears throat> for almost six years before she left so she's done everything with them learning the hard skills of developing and coding and all that type of stuff yeah so soft skills is more in soft skills for this industries is more how you are as a person you know what skills do you have to fit into this industries and hard skills is much more the technical the how to the learning of how to do these skills right yeah, so that, that that's about that. I hope I didn't waffle too much, but if I did, just drop me a line. I can elaborate a bit more. So I'll come back in a bit for the next segment.
and that guys and so for the segment is called skill art so but let's just imagine that you've understood that yes there are new opportunities new industries um you've identified your soft skills and your hard skills or maybe you've identified that you know maybe you know what soft skills you have and then you're thinking to yourself where do you want to you know what skills do you want to you know do you want to develop or do you want to gain and i've purposely called this segment skill hub first and foremost i think it's really like especially if you're from the standpoint where you don't want to start from the beginning it's very challenging picking up new skills or even developing the skills that you already have but i think there are two things that could really push you to 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 skill up you know learn new skills one of it i think for me anyway is money (laughs) like i am so dumb in pushing myself or putting myself in an industry or in an environment that is not fast moving or doesn't really produce enough opportunities or is not very embracing and the way i've managed that in my life right now is that I am actually very into charitable stuff. I'm very into charitable stuff, community stuff. But I've realized that these are things I can really pick up in my personal life. But when it comes to your livelihood, the two reasons why you may want to skill up is one, because of money. And uh, so for me, yeah, why should you skill up? Because of money. And secondly, um, passion. Passion is, 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 is another one. So money and industries in terms of like so for me a while back which i think i i'm gonna share the story as time goes on i really wanted to be in tech you know i i, I wasn't a techie person i didn't i didn't know how to code i didn't study computer engineering but i wanted to be in tech because i experienced what it, you know the, the way it worked or just how it is you know while i was working on a project a while back so this is then I just had the vision in me and first of all I started doing my own like social enterprise that focused on helping people to identify that technology you know social media tech is actually uh, a good skill to have and actually a lot of us we a lot of us especially millennials rather than sitting down moping about not having a job you can actually use some of the skills that you have to do you know greater and better things and i personally see tech as a way as a, a as um as an enablement you know like i feel like the world of technology from the internet to the devices to the cloud to, the, to just to the world of tech when you say tech it's a very um it's, it's a great one to escape right even right now you know maybe you know of course years back if you wanted to have like a radio show or a podcast you probably have to go and find a studio and do all this long-winded stuff but you know right now i'm you know today i i was having a really really weird day i was tired and um, somehow i just found myself sleeping the whole day you know because i'm always tired my daughter she's just become overly energetic and everything just wasn't going i don't know i was just in my own bubble so anyway i slept the whole day and normally when i sleep like i I never i never have afternoon naps or all that kind of stuff so when i do it means i can be awake you know 
till the morning till I have to go to work. I will get some sleep, but I probably get some sleep when I'm really tired again. So I use those hours to do my own stuff. So right now, you know, it's about two a.m. in the morning, and I'm recording my podcast on my computer on, on, on my phone on an app on my phone you know and this is what technology does it gives us this 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 control this power um that we probably wouldn't necessarily have um you know just things are just faster and things are just happening quickly you know transferring money from your paypal to your main account you know two seconds it's done you know just a lot of things that technology does so that's really why I like technology. So I've always wanted to be in technology, and I also I saw that you know it's one of those industries where it's just fast paced. If you know it, you know it. You know it's not it's not about favoritism. It's not it's about the way you think, your logic, um, the certain things that if you know, you know, and, and and you can put it, you know, you can put it into work. You know, when I go into work, somebody tells me, "Can you run me a report? Can you do this for me?" And can you do that for me? And I can do it because I've learned the system. So I can do it. It's very, it's not easy, but if you've learned it, it's easy, you know? So that's another reason why you may want to scale up, you know, to actually put yourself in an environment where, you know, you can just move forward and your skills speak volume more than anything. I'm going to keep saying that. Your skills and what you can do with tools and computers and system, they, they, at the end of the day, in some industry, that's what matters. Nobody cares what you look like, how you look. Can you come in and do some of these things that we need doing? That's all that matters at some point, yeah? So, yeah, so, yeah, that, that's why, one reason why you would, you may, you may want to skill up, um, uh, another reason that I said before that you may want to skill up is because of passion, you know. Um, you know, if you're passionate about a specific area and a lot of the time, you know, you a lot of the time you might think, Oh, I'm passionate about homeless people rather than you doing something where it involves you being in a soup kitchen, helping homeless people, you could create something that you know, technology can allow you to create a solution for that for that issue you know much more you know like such as you know i watched the news one a, a while back and they had this vending machine for homeless people where they had to put um you know basic things that homeless people need in that vending machine is i mean you know i'm just trying to say that the, another reason you may want to skill up is if you're passionate about that area and there's so many ways that for me, I'm passionate about technology because I've seen what it can do. I've seen that it kind of, it can really push you up there. It can really expose you to a new world. And also, technology is really, being exposed to technology or technology tools, it just really, really elevated my career. Because some, some careers that you have, you can really be down there where you know but because i know certain tools certain marketing tools and certain technologies i'm or and i'm working in in an industry that's 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 very techy and you know it's just really opened my eyes to a new world so i'm really passionate about it even despite that i'm not like a, a coder or engineer i'm still where I am and you know my skills and my visions and what I want to do in tech is still very very important and profound so 
skilling up for you is about you deciding okay you know, what soft skills you have are you a good listener are you a good um, strategic person and then thinking about okay what do i want to do do i want to learn about data mining do i want to learn about sql do you know, there's just so much stuff you can learn about and i don't really want to get too technical or too jargon on this podcast but you do want to just just do a simple search on the google you know technical skills to have you know technical and some of these technical schools they can go from high to low it can even be being able to do social media it could be being able to do social media management tools it can be a number of things as long as you have the tools and the ability to do it that's all that matters or being an app or a web developer using wordpress you know these are tools that is just in need you know i have a friend He's, you know, he's, he's a designer, but he's also a web developer. You know, he's always getting extra work here and there. People asking him, can you do a website for me? Can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? So really, really what I'm trying to get to, to really conclude the segment is start thinking about how you want to skill up. And I think the first thing to do is to understand what soft skills you have and then try to understand, you know, what, what area do you want to work in? Of course, it's going to take work, you know, and I think one of the key ones that we need to um, skill up is if you really don't know what you, what you want to do or how you can skill up, why don't you just try and learn maybe some, you know, basic um, technical skills like maybe HTML, coding, just learn the basics. Um, and these are skills that people would want you, you know, people would want to work with you if you have them right so in the next segment i'm going to talk about um you know across industries yeah so i'll be back hi so i'm back i don't know this podcast let me know feels a little bit mellow <laughs> i think it's just because i'm just you know this is just a hobby of mine now and even in talking about skilling up, even the fact that I'm using this app to, 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 to record my podcast, this is a skill. I now know how to use this podcast, this podcast, no, this podcast platform called Anchor. You know, there's so much stuff, like, there's so much apps, so much tools that you could be learning. Um, yeah, so this is, the next segment is called Across Industries. And I think I've already mentioned this already, but I want to just go back on it again, just to give it its own segment. So it might not actually be as long as my other segment. But the what I mean about across industries is that it's not just about saying, oh, that's the techie stuff. This is techie this, or this is techie that, or this is a new opportunity here. Every industry that you are in needs, you know, is a new, is, 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 is entering a new era yeah so for instance this is well for instance when we're talking about data now we now have new regulations for data um the one that's coming there's been the world that the, 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 everyone has to be compliant to right now is gdpr like if you're working for any organization you would probably probably know what i'm talking about I mean, that's what i do for work and you know, talking about GDPR, even my daughter's nursery, they're talking about GDPR. And this doesn't even matter now, but this GDPR regulation is a stem from new industries, a stem from the fact that 
we're now living in a world where data is the gold (laughs) data is the gold the data that you have the data that you keep so it doesn't really matter what industry or what area of work you're in everybody is focusing on making sure they are compliant with how they keep your data in their restaurants in their shops in their nurseries in their schools you know it's about how you're keeping the data and how you're using the data right and just like that as well these new opportunities these new industries that are emerging they they cross across different industries you know if you work in the healthcare industries there are new tools which are being implemented to make sure that you know we are able to 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 manage our clients our patients you know a lot of the time now if you go to the doctor they just need one information and they will have all the they just need one maybe they just need your date of birth and everything that you have done the links to nhs going back as when you were two years old is on there that tool that allows them to run that information is because of a new industry it's because of you know some of the apps some of the you know systems that we have you know the 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 way they work right and so i really don't want you to think so the whole purpose of this segment is just to say when we're talking about new industries we're not you know we're not just trying to make it just tech it's about tech no it's about a whole lot of things that's going on that you need to be sensitive to. So if you, you, even if you want to go into the beauty business, yes, the beauty business is still very human to human, but then you could start thinking about maybe, do you want to create something like an app that will be, that will allow you to, to somehow customize your client's face? <laughs> I don't know, but you know what I mean? Like maybe you, you know, you get them to send you a picture, then you'll pick out, you know, maybe this camera or this system is really good. It picks out the, it picks up that they've got dry skin. It picks up that they, they, that they, they break out easily. You know, sometimes people ask me, what kind of skin do you have? Dry skin or, or, you know, people when you're going to make up, they ask you some of these questions. And I'm sorry, I really don't know because I don't like creaming. A lot of people don't know me really well. They, one of the things they might want to say about me, they've got dry skin. But I actually don't think I have dry skin by nature. I think my dry skin has been self-inflicted because I don't cream that much. Like, I only cream on special occasions or when I feel like, oh God, my body really looks really hashy because I don't like the moist. I don't like sometimes the moist, just the way it feels on my body. So sometimes when I just have a shower in the evening, I'm not creaming, I'm leaving my body out as it is. And in the morning, I'll put in our cream. So creaming for me is like wearing clothes, like, Okay, I wear clothes all the time, but you know what I mean? Like, okay, okay, I don't know. But what I'm trying to say is that these new industries and these skills, they are available. They are supposed, they are available across industries, food, finance, oil and gas. Um, what other industries do I have? Beauty, technology, you know, but these new skills and these new opportunities there are these new opportunities opening up in the industries that you're in, yeah? Um, like, 
you know, even if you work in the construction industry, you find out that, you know, fair enough, everything that they're doing has to do outside. But God, the documentation and how the documentation for everything that they do outside needs to be managed and kept. If you know it, you will just want to bang your head on the table because it's just so long and winded. But guess what? The way information is gathered, the way information is stored, the new skills, the new hard skills, those skills is needed in that industry, regardless that it's a, it's, 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 it's a field that's just traditional and it's just about outside and building and research. You still need um, some skills for it, right? So, yeah, um, these new industries, the, cro- the cut across they cut across every area of work and it's really down to you to sit down even so even if you're working in an industry right now and you're like oh my god they're not paying me more money um i'm doing the same stuff in every day i'm unsure this is the time for you to sit down and think about that industry and think so in five years time what would change in five years time what would we need you know a while back we had this thing where you know a lot of companies they became very much more about um their social responsibility you know it's not just about them um working or them doing the service and products that they do but now companies are being seen as personal as personable so you have a lot of companies that they say oh our work or what we do or what we like to give back into is girls education in africa or what we like to give back to is um water how people in 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 certain areas of the world can get clean water you know that is those companies coming back to say look yes we do this and we have these products and services but our personable or what makes our heartstrings is certain issues that's bothering the world so this is what we focus on when we're not focusing on our corporate or business business um targets and that was you know that's been going on for years but i i just from my research and what i've done in the past i realized that a lot of company went through that restructuring where everyone had a csr a corporate social responsibility project that they were working on so just like that a lot of new these new industries like even perfect example when social media first came out not all companies were using it a lot of companies just thought it was for kids why you know we've got a press office we don't need it but now a lot of companies their engagement or how they or how they um communicate is from social media you know they have a social media package a social media thing that they do and just because I spoke about the royal wedding in this episode, the royal family, you won't believe or not, they have a social media account, a very, very well-managed social media account where they, they, they post things because they know that the world is, this is the medium and the way the world goes, yeah? So it's really for you to sit down and think, even if you don't want to leave your industry, you might just start thinking about, so with the way the world is changing, the way that, you know, we've got data, ethical hacking, system, information, where can I, where can I develop my skills further to stay in this industry, right? 
so I hope it's been a bit clear. I think I, I think I think it's clear. Like I always say, I want to try and make it simple, not too jargon. But if there's anything I've said that you don't really get, please drop me a line and let me know, and I'll and I'll clarify. So that's about it about the cross industry. So I'll come back to you with my last segment. Hi guys. Unfortunately, this is the last segment. So this episode is is coming to a close. So. The last point that I want to make is just to say, make a move and be flexible. So you may say, uh, uh, you know, what I, I'll do is I'll talk about what I've spoken about. So we've, we've, we've agreed there are new opportunities. So there are new opportunities out there. So this idea where there's nothing to do, there's no work, really, you need to stop speaking. You need to stop speaking that. You need to stop repeating that rubbish because there are new opportunities. The only thing is, yes, maybe you don't have skills for those opportunities, which is why you need to sit down and have a drawing board and think to yourself, what are the soft skills do I have and what are the hard skills that can complement these soft skills, yeah? Then you need to think about actually attaining that skill, right? That's why I talk about skilling up. Like, how do you attain the skills? And let's just say you are interested in a specific industries and you're thinking you don't want to move out of it. You can think about skills, that you, you know, those skills that you can pick up that will be useful for that industry. So that's what I've been trying to say. And my last point here is make a move. When, when, when do you want to start these new skills? When do you want to start? And in making a move, you need to be fast because these industries although they're new and they're coming they don't play they're moving fast and before you know it you want to start a course today or you want to start learning something new today online you know i'll give an example so i i use a a crm called salesforce and i know how to use it i i i've used it as a system admin uh, so that's the system administrator, somebody to administrate the system, that can make changes, you know, that type of stuff. I don't want to get too into it. Um, and the thing about it is that I haven't actually gone in any official certification into this system because actually I did try to to, to study for it once and I failed <laughs> um, while I had my daughter. I just I, I talked about this briefly last last year, but this system. I learned it all by myself. I've learned it on YouTube. I've learned it at work. I've learned it different, different times. But the interesting thing about this system is every year, not even every year, every season it changes. There's all this updates. There's all this different stuff. And because I would go and do it again, but I just don't need to do it because what I'm craft. What I want to do is I want to be technical. But at the same time, I want to be interpersonal. So my role is somehow technical and consultancy. You know, so it's 50-50. I do want to learn more technical stuff, but it's in another area now. So that's, you know, and and that's what I mean. It's one of those things where you need to be fast. You need to keep thinking about what do you want to do? What area do you want to go into? Because the reason why I'm not too bothered about getting the certification in that is because there's other things that's come up you know there's even things such as um, amazon web services you know there's so much tools out there so you really need to be fast and think to yourself right what do i want to do and when am i going to do it and in saying that as well i also want to say be very flexible and when you're flexible you know especially 
you know, you can't just be like, oh, I only want to do this. And especially when you're talking, anyway, especially when you're talking about certain things, you can't just say you only want to do this and just fixate on that. Because some of these industries, they they have their eyes and they have their lows. One minute it's, 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 it's what's popping, the next minute it's not. But it still has longevity. You know, I remember a time when everybody was doing project management. Like project management is always going to be there, of course. But then a lot of people, they went and, and, and did all these courses in project management, but they didn't get the experience in project management. So now what are they going to do with that course? I don't know. Um, and what I mean as well, what I also mean about being flexible is that don't be too fixated on doing a course that's costing you like two thousand pounds and you and the reason why you don't and the reason why you haven't done the course or the or done the learning is because it's expensive you can't afford it there are millions and thousands of things you can learn online for free and that's another thing i mean about being flexible if you go on a on, on a website called skills share you can learn so much in there of course Udemy, of course number one YouTube, there's so much stuff you can learn on YouTube you know, um, last year I was working for a really big organisation and they um, wanted to implement um, this, this platform for their database and I didn't know how to use it, I went on I went on YouTube and I learned how to use it, that's what I mean about being flexible because you might really still have that old fashioned way of thinking that oh yes you must just go and pay two thousand pounds to learn of course there's some course and some skills that you have to pay a lot for but what i mean by being flexible is just honor what you honor what is available to you and in even honoring that and having that skills it can open more opportunities for you in other areas yeah so make a move you know from let's just say you listen to this podcast by the end of september you should have decided what you want to do just trying to understand okay this may june july august it's like the fun month but really be fast and if you're really really fast by next week you should know what skills that you want to do better with right so yeah make a move by trying to attain the skills and secondly be flexible you know if you can't do like a big course is expensive pick up a small course and also when you pick up a small course or anything be flexible in reaching out to people to see if you can help them to you know to 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 use the skills that you've learned online or or at your courses and stuff like that so yeah that's about it guys for today um um i really enjoyed filming this as always and one thing that i always say is you know I don't know what you're going through. I don't know if you're in your job search, if you're trying to change your career, if you're trying to just start afresh. Just keep going. And even as much as I'm saying this to you, I'm also doing this. I'm just keep going with what I'm doing. Keep going with my work. Keep going with my podcast. You know, life has a lot of ways of just challenging you and making you feel down. But you just have to get up and keep going. And you just don't know your big break is probably just around the corner thank you guys and have a lovely week Hi guys and welcome back to Deborah's Corporate Heart Talk. It's me, your girl Deborah. So quickly, I just wanted to send a quick message out there about DCHT podcast. And the key thing is, um, 
this podcast should not be mistaken for a you know professional service um you know it's it's not where to come to if you really need that you know professional service career service um coaching services is actually a much more relaxed angle and one of the things that I really want to push out there is you know we all have those experiences of where you know how we feel about work and the process that we go through to getting jobs and even just some of the odd um, things that we experience at work so this is basically the podcast to come to just to bounce bounce that those thought process off one another and you know I always feel like you know we we always feel very comfortable to, to gossip about you know a tv show and uh, talk about you know that guy or that girl that we're loving up that we like or you know what's, what's trending or what's not trending but we never really talk about oh my god I once went to an interview and the guy was staring at me funny or or I once went to an interview and I was 10 minutes late and my hands were sweaty. Like, we don't talk about this type of stuff. So that's what the DCHT podcast is really about, just talking about those different topics, those experiences that we have from a corporate and professional perspective. So that said, I have a new episode out called Networking 2.0. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that I love networking. I'm a queen of networking. I network, network, network. And, um, you know, I'm really confident about networking. And when I say networking, I don't mean I go to events and network. I mean, I'm always just trying to meet new people, talk to new people, engage with new people and really keep in touch with them. You know, that's another thing about networking, keep it in touch. So, yeah, um, you can go ahead and listen to that episode. So click on, click on the on the bio and just have a listen. Other than that, that's about it, really. So DCHT podcast is not your professional. You know, if you need somebody to really help you with your CV or your career, that type of stuff, I might have to refer you to somebody else. This is just a little banter, just a little, you know, that person that you can just come and listen to their experiences and be like, ah. Oh, that's happened to me too. (laughs) So guys, please go ahead and listen to my podcast on the link. Thank you. Bye-bye.